one knuckles as far as I've ever gone. Yeah, I've been there a time or two, and yeah, I never, I never got it to hit for me. And I guess mm-hmm. maybe it's because I ain't going deep enough. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. Yeah, you try two hit, knuckles. You might hit for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At one knuckle, it was enough to yeah. To hit. Not an all the time thing, but just like every now and then, it's like I was kick this up a gear. I found it to be mostly uncomfortable. Yeah. If it was someone else doing it to me, it wouldn't hit for me. Like if Amber, oh, t- oh, we're talking about our own hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I've never fingered my own butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have. Okay. If Amber wanted, I'd be like, mm, get out of there, don't do it. But I fingered my own butt one time. Okay. Yeah. Well, not one, one time, a couple times. Yeah. But just every now and then, I'll remember. I'll be like, oh right, that hit. Yeah. You know. Hey, Airheads, we're oh, back. Oh, God. Yeah, we're doing it. We're back in Airstream Studios. I'm Trey. That's Corey. Howdy, folks. Hey, Happy New Year. Producer Russ over there. How it, you doing here, Cho? Is it the New Year? Yeah. I mean, it's been the New Year. Oh, right on. We're uh, at least a couple, three weeks, something like that. I bet it ain't hitting. the New Year. Bet it ain't hitting, too, yeah. <laughs> I bet yeah. it's bad. Guess we'll find out, because we're, uh, we're here in the past speculating, so who knows? Uh, on the show tonight, uh, today, as it were, I'm going to be talking about where the Venn diagram between rich and trash overlaps. We're doing uh, scams, mm. uh, particularly getting scammed. Yeah, right. So it's both scams and getting scammed. It'll make sense. You get it. That's another one of those things that's just sort of human. But I do feel like the two ends of the spectrum are subject to more scams than in the middle. Without question. Right? People so, in the middle, that's how they stay in the middle. Not getting scammed. Not getting scammed. So, yeah, we'll talk about that later. And then after that, um, profe- is it Professor Cho? It's Professor Cho. I love Cho. how you're diversifying the different types of Cho, but, so, yeah. but it's Professor Cho this I hope time. it's been hitting for people because we yeah. really don't know. Yeah. I'm sure it has. It's for people. Stocho, yeah. Now, this is Professor Cho, and I'm going to be talking about the death of Princess Diana. As y'all know, we talked about her and Charles's tumultuous, is that word correct here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marriage. Nailed their tumultuous it. marriage. Uh, but I wouldn't, she's such an interesting bud that, is that offensive? Uh, Calling him a bud. I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, uh, right. Because, but it's like, I feel like, sorry, everybody, but I feel like they sort of use it in the same way that Americans might use. Darling. I was going to say this bitch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, then, then it, right. But, like. but, but, but I think if instead of this bitch, we said this bird. Yeah, right. Maybe nobody would have a problem with that. Sure. Do you okay. know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. bird is not inherent. It is a workaround. Yeah. I don't think that's why. I don't think that's why they came up with it or nothing was for a workaround for bitch. But I do think that right. bird. Uh, it seems like it plays just fine. Well, I don't know. I, it's probably if you use it in a derogatory fashion. Well, know, I know that like, some of the African American gentlemen in the rap community do. Uh, because you remember that Chappelle <laughs> show sketch where they were like, "Ask black people" or, or like whatever. The guy go, they uh they were asking. They go, "What is a chicken head?" Mm-hmm. And nobody could get it. And then the black dude who was like a barber in New York, he was just like. Oh, that's a bird you take home and wear out. <laughs> this is what a chicken head is. And so I don't know. But either way, Diana is an interesting 
lady, and I didn't want to just do, uh, I wanted to start segmenting her life, and now I want to talk about the death of her. You think it would play in America, like if we, like if if people did start using it as a substitute, like if dudes start being like, this bird here, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of birds in here tonight, mm-hmm. and everybody knew they were talking about women, do you think the women would still be upset? <sighs> I think that probably right. Yeah, well, I mean, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. When are they going to stop being upset yeah, about right. shit? But the yeah, ones that, that, but the ones that aren't upset about it are super not upset about it. Like I think about the Chris Rock bit when he's just like, "They ain't talking about me." You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. true bitches don't care if you call them bitches. Mm-hmm. Like a like. And I don't mean a woman who's being a bitch. I just mean like it's a bunch of bitches in here. Oftentimes, the bitches that you're talking that about in being in here are, are like, like, yeah, yeah, we out we, here, we, yeah, exactly. Whole we got, bunch of bitches got in their here. shoes in their hands, yeah. just doing their bitch dance. Like yeah. they don't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't care, and that's why they hit, and that's why rappers want to keep them around. Bitches are great, you know. Do they also use bitches in those countries? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I might a lot of bitches in here A lot of bitches, yeah. Or I think they might like, say birds. A lot of birds. I know they yeah. say birds, but I'm saying, is it literally? Sheilas. Yeah, Sheilas, yeah. yeah. Shrimps on barbies, yeah. things like that. Cunts. Yeah, cunts. Oh, they <laughs> love cunts, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, yeah right. I think it's just everybody. Yeah. Cunt just covers everything in like other Clifford countries. Like Clifford the bad, Big Red Doll. It's a raw so, cunt, isn't it? Let me yeah. ask you, so you're talking to a woman in Scotland, and you're just like, ah, you're a great cunt. Lassie. Well, we were talking about, I know in Australia, they use cunt as just like the equivalent of mate. Yeah, right. right. It's, yeah, it's a period. Look at all these cunts in here. Yeah, and everybody's like, yeah. (laughs) Sure all love cunts. Yeah, yeah. Me and all these other cunts out here. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's just how they do it. But in like, I know that in England and Scotland, they also use it that way, but not to the same extent, I think. So like... I don't know in Scotland. I don't. I don't know if it's. Uh, what do you see? You got all uh, lasses. Lasses. Lasses out here. A lot of a uh, lot of cunts. A lot yeah. of cunts in the room. <laughs> I don't think they do it as much, but maybe I'm wrong. Now they would definitely say like a woman's a lassie. Aye. But but I don't know like if lassie means like a bitch. Like the I don't think bitches. So. Like they would be like, look all the lassies in there. That's the whole. That's like the whole argument about how people use bitches. Yeah. No. I know. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like people are like, no, we don't. You know. Just mean there's a bunch of bitches well, in there. Yeah, right. You know, and I feel like how would lassies not be treated the same way? It, you know, or technically. Me. Right. But, but I feel like it's just like lads and lassies. Yeah, like, right. Unless you're into that whole like, you know, gender neutral thing. I don't know how they're going to handle that. I don't either. What is the what is yeah. the gender like what's the, for Scottish? I no don't know. Idea. Y'all email us and tell us. I, we would love to know it. You know, I'm for that type of stuff. But yeah, that's probably been hard on the Scottish community. That's I'd a say. thing that. Uh, are people sort of backed into is at some point somebody <laughs> noticed that y'all yeah is gender neutral yeah. and so much like hardcore social justice types on the yeah. internet at one point were like y'all is great because it's gender neutral and right. we were like yeah that's how we meant it <laughs> <laughs> instead we of were, y'all we were, stay over there yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were totally trying to do that i'm sure that that's time. super not hitting for a lot of people that like there it's like they already got the rainbow from us now they're taking y'all fuck them like yeah that's got to be hard but yeah i love that y'all is an inclusive word that really hits for me yuns so i'm yuns yeah where i'm from where I'm from, yuns was more prevalent than y'all. Yeah, actually. Is that short for like youngins? Yuns. 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 Yuns over. Y'all. It's a yeah. Yuns over. So on that front, 
I did not know. Like, I've, I've got a bit right now that sort of touches on, and we've talked about it on the show, like Southern sayings and stuff that turn out to be super racist yep. in origin or whatever, and you don't know it when you say it yeah, or right. whatever. And so I had this one, y'all, I did not know. Some people are going to be like, how the fuck did you did not know? But I did not know. <laughs> how? He did not know, but he I dumb. did not know. I'm dumb. I yeah. did not know. So the way I came to find out was when I had my day job at the DOE, right? And uh, the boys were little, like little. They were like both in diapers youngins. still. They were youngins. But I was in this like meeting with other people at the DOE and somebody asked me how the kids were doing. You're whispering like you're there again. I know. <laughs> but I didn't whisper this. But I asked what the kids were doing. And I was like, dude, them little yard apes are driving me insane. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Because I genuinely thought, I'm 25, 26 at yeah. this point, and I genuinely believe that that meant children because yeah, I feel right. like it makes sense. Little kids act like monkeys. They yeah. climb all over of everything course. and they be in the yard. Yeah. And I remember my fucking 350 pound gypsy redneck babysitter. I don't like, think you're supposed to say that either. And my, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, <laughs> her and my grandma and a bunch, they used to call me and my sister and my cousins, they called us yard apes right. all the time. So I genuinely thought that just meant children and again right. i feel like you can back it's logical it makes yeah. sense that that's what that would mean but people didn't take it well like people got real weird and i was like what happened and then i got you know i was told like that's a racial slur and at first i was like no it's not yeah no that means kids it or not not, be. please believe me yeah. it's not please believe please me please believe me <laughs> it's not and then i looked it up and uh it is yeah it is for sure of so course i apologize in retrospect Anyway, moving on from that, you know. I think I've been accidentally racist before, but I can't think of how. Uh, yeah. Right. So I'm going to talk about scams a little later. This is sort of related, but up top I wanted to talk about. I know that it's been covered a lot elsewhere. It's been often mocked, but it seems to me the exact type of thing we should make fun of on this show. So I wanted to give us an opportunity to, and that's uh, Goop, mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow's Pussy Candles brand, Pussy Candles. Yeah, right. So it's like, you know, two it's things I love rich, so much. Right. Yeah. But you put them together and charge don't, too much money for them. That ain't it. That also, ain't you it. just don't want a candle smelling like that. No. Do you? Family coming over for a holiday dinner or something. Just like the warmth. Is that pussy? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the warm, warm smell of pussy wafting so, through the air. Somebody like, cooking up some pussy in there? Right. What's going on? So, but yeah, I looked up and found, so we already named it. They had the uh, the vagina candle. I feel like Goop is sort of like, like you know how there's like the sort of hippie-ish chicks, like new age hippie chicks with like crystals and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, they, get, they shop like, at anthropology. I feel, like, I feel like Goop is sort of the... More moneyed version of that same for sure, thing. dude. That's how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, they're crunchy, but it's an expensive crunch. Right. Like the whole point to me of crunch, crunch is stupid because like negates the yeah, purpose right. of the being point crunchy. Of, right. The point of crunchy yeah. and like that type of lifestyle was always like you're a you're like a naturalist or you're a minimalist or something. Like you're trying to you know reduce your carbon footprint and like you don't take baths and you don't blah blah blah. But like so yeah, like spending you know thousands of dollars to seem crunchy is just. You could just do this for way cheaper. You look and smell like shit. You can do that for it, free. Well, it's sort of like how, right, well, it's like, you know, how hipsters be with a lot yeah. of clothes and shit. It's like they spend a lot of money to look broke as fuck. It's like hobo chic, trash chic, yeah. or whatever. But it's like, you can't have actual trash stuff. You got to have stuff mm-hmm. of his, but it looks like you trash. And right. it's like, I don't understand. Like dirt. On, they literally have to tell jeans that have dirt on them. Yeah. But I it mean, ain't what, real dirt. Right. You know, and I, it don't hit for me. 
Like just 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 go get. I mean, literally, how do you explain it other than like we think it would hit to appear trash, mm-hmm. but we would never actually wear trash attire. I don't know. It's like we fake it, but we right. spend a lot of money on it because that's important to us. Because I don't get why, and I'm sure plenty of them do, but I don't get why if you're gonna de- if you're gonna commit to that aesthetic. Why not just get a bunch of actual hobo shit? Right. Like from just, a Goodwill be, or whatever. Like, why spend the extra money just to look like that if it's not some element of like, okay, but I'm not really that, though. I know. It doesn't make any sense. And I mean, actual thrifting and getting clothes for cheap did have a moment there in the mid two thousand, or when, whenever the, the thrift shop song came out by Macklemore. Like, I feel like for a moment, people were like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm going to go to the thrift shop and get stuff for cheap. And then all them stores started making all their vintage shit way more expensive. And so now it's that. But like, I, I, I genuinely don't understand why, like, you can get the same look for way cheaper. Why burn the money? I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't understand that, because when I spend money on clothes, I want people to know that shit costs a lot of money. Right. You know you, what I mean? You floss. I floss. You be flossing. Yes. Like, if I'm if I'm going to buy a nice pair of shoes, I want them to look clean and like they cost a lot of money, not like have holes in them and shit, and then have to tell people, by the way, I mean, I know how they look, but these are $1,000. Like, mm-hmm. fuck that. That ain't it. No, that ain't it. So, talk going back to Goop, some other things on there. We talked about the vagina candle. Vagina candle, do you know how much it costs, the vagina candle? Um, let me guess. The standard candle. So, it's going to be probably triple what a normal candle would cost. So, I'd say it's a three wick. Is it a three wick? That's unclear from what uh, I'm looking 70, at. Uh, 75. Yeah. Really? You nailed it. Oh, you fucking fuck nailed it. it. I mean, it's dude, exactly I, I'm somebody, a buddy. This man... He knows candles. And like, that, let it be known. Let it be known. Oh, yeah, there it is. He, this, that's how white this dude is. Because that's triple like, the amount of a candle. He knows the candle market. I do. Inside and out. Yeah. What an incredible we, way well, to you know that establish I'm, that. Which that is like a standard candle would be 25. So like I'm I like candles are my shit. Like mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite things in the world. Like Okay. When, okay. Well. Like Bruh. The only thing I don't like about them is the Yankee, Yankee part. Yeah. yeah. Other Wish than that, didn't have to say Yankee. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, yeah dude. Like I go, like I will spend an hour in those stores just opening jars and smelling them. And then like okay. we we right now have over sixty candles at our house that haven't been used yet. Like I stockpile candles. So I, I wanna now take an aside because you love candles this much. Do you so you have sixty that are unused, but do you constantly have candles burning all the okay all day every day three a day every day. I got a few questions. A, what's your favorite like your absolute all time favorite uh, scent for a candle? B, do you match the scents across the house, or do you have different areas that have different scents? Do you build like a scent portfolio, or how do you go about that? Definitely a scent theme. You know, okay. like, and it's obviously seasonal. Now, if it was up to uh, obviously. me, if it was up to me, we would have Christmas smelling candles 365 days a what year. What do you got for Christmas smelling candles? Fresh balsam. Apple cider. Apple, so like, we've got yeah. apple, the pumpkin spice ones. Fresh balsam is my favorite. It smells like a, a big Christmas tree, right? Uh, then, of course, there's one called Sweater Weather, which is fucking amazing. But it sucks because a lot of winter candles have teak wood and mahogany type thing. And I'm allergic to whatever that is. Like it makes my throat about close to fuck up and I get I feel like I have the flu. Um, 
But yeah, we definitely have a theme. So like in the summer, it'll be a lot. It's a lot of citrus type stuff. Right. So like I might right. not have a lemon candle. But you mix and match the citrus seeds. Yes, of course. Like there'll you be a grapefruit burn in yeah. the living room, a right. lemon scented one yeah. in the kitchen. Right. And there'll be the kitchen usually often has the citrusy because I feel like that just you want a it kitchen does. to smell citrusy and I stuff. Agree. But like, yo, we have so many fucking candles. And yeah, like I, like I have three burning like at all times in the house. Um, and then in my office office when we record our podcast i don't know if you see it but i have one lit behind me because mm-hmm. i want like an extra hit of what scent. is that one uh, right now that one is coconut lime verbena because we ju- i just realized that we had one and i was that's that's one of my that's a top all that's an all-timer for me my my top three is probably coconut is probably fresh balsam number one coconut lime verbena and then like some like a, a cinnamon apple Type thing. What do you not fuck with? Well, I can't like do any this, of, other than pussy candles. The, I mean, the mahogany like, ones, and and I do okay, love. Well, I do love your allergy from it. No, nah, there's not one. There's not one. Because I love like, the way. It. No, no, no. Not there's not one. I love them all. Like some. Well, like if if it's a. <sighs> No, no, I mean, I haven't found one yet. And He's, like the mahogany ones, I'd love the way it smells. It just fucks with me. Right. I wish that I didn't have to. But like, My no, dude. doesn't I, discriminate. I don't. I don't. So, uh, I want them to be strong as fuck, though. Oh, you know what? I know one that I don't like. Patchouli. I'm not a big fan of like the patchouli. Mm. I'm not completely against it, but I don't. I don't want my fucking house to smell like a goddamn head Bro, shop. I, yeah, right. I know how stereotypical it is, but I grew up around some hippie. My uncle Tim's kind of a hippie, and also my best friend Thompson. His parents are hippies and stuff, and I went to some hippie parties and like. It was patchouli all it over don't the hit. place. Like you know, it's like the stereotype about hippies. Yeah. They smell like patchouli, but in my experience. They really do. Yes, they do. They fuck with patchouli a lot. And it don't hit. <laughs> yeah. They also don't wear deodorant. So yeah, so it's patchouli and stank. Right. Patchouli. You yeah. know what I mean? There you go. <laughs> nice. So some other- That did not deserve that, Russ, but I really appreciate some that. Some other goop products. They got a gold dildo. Okay. Like solid gold or gold 20, plated? 24 karat gold dildo for $3,500. Does it hum? No, but they also have a uh, vibrator, a gold vibrator necklace. So, so it's not just a vibrator; it's a vibrator on a you, chain that you're supposed to wear around your neck, so everybody and you, knows that. Hey, about to finger himself. Yeah. So it just is, it yeah. smells like a candle. Yeah, not right. Yeah, I guess it smells like a candle at all times. That's gross. Uh, wouldn't that? Wouldn't you feel like? And then this one's this one's famous. You know about their uh uh their pussy eggs. I have okay. I have heard talk of pussy eggs, but that's as far as it goes. They're all, they got pussy eggs, but that's all I know about it. So I would love to explore further. Is it? Can I guess what it is? Yeah. Is it an egg that you put in your pussy? It is. Okay. Yes. And why? The the word for it is yoni eggs, right? Yoni eggs. They're made out of jade. And why? It's interesting. I can explain to you exactly why, Cho. Because yoni eggs harness the power of energy work crystal healing and a kegel like uh, physical practice so that's why you put the eggs up in you and then you squeeze it with your insides uh, and it uh it hits except apparently it don't hit it don't hit to such an extent that they got it causes urinary tract infections they got sued for it because it can cause problems like you ain't supposed to have a jade egg inside your pussy like that's not generally the thing to do 
Uh, so they got sued and they, they still sell them as Russia's. Well, actually, it says final sale. I guess this, this is the end days for the pussy egg. 66? Rest in peace, pussy egg. But, uh, it, they still sell it, but they took down all the claims about, like, what it, how it right. could help your pussy. <laughs> right. They're just like, look, like, if you won't put this up they, in your you, pussy, that's fine, ahead, but it don't but do nothing. We can't tell you that it makes your pussy head harder. Yeah, which right. we used to, and it doesn't. Um, <laughs> fucking they also sell two thousand dollar right just to be like here's an egg you put in your pussy <laughs> yeah you know and be like it's a lot of money to be fair it looked smooth it did look smooth but it i mean it better be they sell ouija boards that cost two thousand dollars how much better are the dead people you talk exactly. to? Exactly. You ain't channeling the same spirits, and they're not even made out of solid gold or anything. It's made in hand-poured, glitter-bombed acrylic. So it's just like shiny, fancy-looking Ouija boards. Acry- yeah, right. For $2,000. Is, is it called Ouija? Because uh, is Ouija not like... Well, I guess Ouija's probably public domain I mean, I now. I say like Ouija, it's all, but is it Ouija? I don't know. No, I think it's Ouija. Ouija, yeah, okay. O-U-I-J-A. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess they don't have those anymore. Maybe. Or I it's not old. called Ouija. Yeah. Because I was think that Ouija would be. No, nah, I mean, uh, based on the article that I'm looking at, you've got it right. So maybe they stopped selling those. Uh, our buddy Mark pointed out a real hole in the Ouija board logic on our group chat the other day. And it was at uh, like. If people are contacting their dead papas and stuff all the time, yeah. and the Ouija board ain't ever saying the N word, <laughs> then I think they're clearly bullshit, right? Like, like, if white, I feel like Ouija boards is, is white people shit for yeah. sure. And so, if you're not getting a lot of hateful slurs in your in your contacts, yeah. because now they the can grade, definitely say it, right? Yeah, what's gonna happen to them now? Can't yeah. cancel a can't, ghost. I was about to say can't get ghosts canceled, right? So. uh so yeah, that just makes the whole thing fall apart in my mind. That is, you know, absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah, argue with the logic. You can also get a, a LED sign, so like a neon sign, but it's handwritten by Gwyneth Paltrow. H one. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, she handwrites something like it says, "You are everything," right? Like she wrote that, and then they turned what she wrote into a neon sign, and that cost nine hundred dollars. I mean, listen, I gotta. I got to say, like, respect if you can get it. And, like, she's she's getting this money from the dumbest motherfuckers in the world, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. This is one of the most, like, the absolute audacity to be like, yeah, that, $900, it's that. Yeah. Which I guess it's like everything is worth what someone will pay for it. I would love to see the numbers on this, though, of, like, how many... Well, dude, she's selling some shit. Of course. Like, this wouldn't still be it. It's, the Goops had to been a thing for at least 10 years, right. I feel like. So, like, they're selling some shit. Last one is a necklace called The Shift. The Shift is a simple tech-free mindfulness tool that you exhale into. So, it looks like a... Uh, it looked like a whistle. Uh, okay. Maybe they've stopped selling this one, too. But that it was $105. It looks like a whistle hanging around your neck, uh-huh. and you're meant to pull it up and exhale into it. But, very importantly, it don't uh, whistle or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you're just supposed to exhale into it to remind you to breathe right or whatever. So you could do it with the palm of your hand. You could do it with anything, yeah. Yeah. Don't do shit. What is that Madam Overy up, up top? 
Breaking news, y'all. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look, and you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code POA for 20% off and free shipping. Y'all, Manscaped has really meant a lot to me over the years from getting my balls all nice and trimmed and making sure they smell good with the deodorant and all that stuff. But my beard is very important to me because, as y'all know, I have a very round face. It's huge. I can't do anything about it. The only thing I can do is fake a jawline by having my beard properly trimmed just like so, and I can really get that done with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Trey, tell them a little more about it. Y'all, it's time to tame your mane. Nobody likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 positions of precision, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons, which we all know ain't it. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. You get 20 different lengths with just one guard. That's hard to beat. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid getting all that hair in the sink, which also ain't it. The blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency, which brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Pro Kit doesn't end there, though. They've created four dermatologist-tested formulas for your post-trim care. First, Beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember all your hair is different. Your beard hair is more coarse, easier to damage than the hair on your head. Sorry, Joe. That's why the kit has made (laughs) shampoo and conditioner specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote beard health. Next, the kit has Manscaped's beard oil. An essential piece for your main facial accessory. No one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and brittle, bit, Jesus, brittle and dry. The oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine, making you look extra fine, baby. Cap off the kit with the beard balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellas or dames. The Pro Beard Kit comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So, Get 20% off and free shipping with the code POA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code POA. Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 different lengths. Can't beat that with a stick, baby. Manscaped.com, use the code POA. We thank them for continuing to sponsor the podcast. Skew. Y'all, let me tell you something. This is how they get you. All them people that offer, offer subscription services out there, they always hit you with, try for free for 30 days. You can cancel risk-free anytime, but they know that 30 days is plenty long enough to forget all about that damn subscription. And now it's just sitting there tallying up money in your bank account every month, and you're none the wiser. Don't feel dumb. It happens to all of us. I mean, do you have any idea how much all your collective subscriptions cost? Most people don't. If you ask most Americans, they'll say, oh, I'll probably spend about $80 a month between all my streaming services and music apps and things of that nature, when in reality, the, clo- the total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, that's why you need Rocket Money. Okay, Rocket Money helps you take care of all the unwanted subscriptions you've forgotten that you even had. Joe, tell them about it. 
Well, Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they forgot about, just like Trey was saying. Like, you know, you've got a streaming service that you use to watch one show on. Well, Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop over paying all you gotta do is find the subscription you don't want press cancel and boom rocket money will do it for you and over three million people have done this by the way and the average person saved up to 720 dollars a year i just started using it and i am currently saving at least 300 and something dollars and i gotta tell you there were some of these subscriptions i didn't even really know what they were i was subscribed to some sort of swedish netflix i assume to do research on one episode of putting on airs never done it again ten dollars a month back in my pocket thanks to rocket money trey tell all these fine people how they can be helped by rocket money too it's past time y'all stop throwing your money away cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash poa that's rocketmoney.com slash poa one more time for the people in the back rocketmoney.com slash poa make a hit madam uh, madam ovary what is that that's pills you put in your puss i bet puss pills there's so much pussy stuff on here. They celebrate the puss, dude. Can't blame it. So this is like a vitamin regimen for your for your puss. Yeah, let's oh, see. It's here. for women in menopause. Uh, I mean, I guarantee you that snake oil though. for sure. Which is again that leads me into what I wanted to talk about. Uh, scammers getting scammed, right? Rich people and trash alike get scammed. Which one do you think get scammed more statistically? Rich people or poor people? Yeah. Probably rich people get scammed more because they're bigger targets because they actually right. have money. Like you're a poor person is a hundred percent correct. I personally found that surprising, honestly. Yeah. I felt like that those type of scams prey on the poor and the weak and shit. I thought old people with it, retirement but, oh, money. Right. But it turns out it actually, they are more targeted towards yeah. rich people because they are a bigger target. They're also, I think, as we've all found in recent years, like they're not, not as smart as exactly, you think. They're not actually smarter than any yeah, of right. that. People look at rich people and think they got something else going on, but like they don't. When they're when so it's they're a just true... as dumb, but they've got a. It's a bigger. It's a bigger target. It's a bigger. You know. Uh, treasure chest you're aiming for so they're actually larger targets if you look at a true self-made like a true self-made millionaire successful person like uh, for instance our buddy our good buddy friend of the show conrad thompson right his wealth and business savvy does actually like he is a smart person like and that's why all that shit happened to him like because he's a smart person he's self-made but a lot of the people you see with a lot of money the only goddamn reason they have that money is because their grandpa had that money right so that the wealth the wealth doesn't translate that way it's just like no they have a bunch of money matter of fact they should have more money than they actually have we don't look at all the money they've pissed away being a fucking idiot so also they uh the scammers like they've gotten way more sophisticated obviously and technology has allowed for that i'm sure it's probably happened to you it's definitely happened to me have you gotten like your irs oh yeah phone calls for people claiming to be from the irs or whatever or from your bank out of me too they they can like 
they now can they can call you from a number that when the number pops up on your phone, it says it's from your bank. Yeah, or right. whatever. Yep. Like they can so they can fake it to that extent. So it's really like the same tactics they use for everybody pretty much. And they go after rich people the same Cash way. Plenty, net, plenty yeah. of rich people, you know, get caught up in it. You think you're talking to your bank, you know, next thing you know, you've signed over nine hundred thousand dollars and can go fuck yourself. I feel like rich people pay less attention to of course, because they're right, like, I don't, yeah, like, that. okay, yeah, go ahead, sure, charge it, whatever. But yeah, no, dude, like, that, uh, I got hit with a call one time that was like, hey, the IRS is something to do with the IRS and your blast statement. And like, I was super fucking worried because, like, and you know this, being a independent contractor as we are a comedian, we get like, we have like 55 goddamn W-2s a year. And mm. I've always just been worried that like, man, one one of these days my guy's going to make some mistake that's a super easy mistake to make because like he's not used to doing taxes for someone that has all these streams of revenue and from different places. So like I was f- so worried that I was about to get Wesley sniped. And then somebody, then I happened to read that day on the internet like, hey, by the way, if somebody calls you saying they're from the IRS, fucking they're, ne- they're not going to do that. They, that ain't how they work. Right. So I look looking into it, I found this list of like people who operated in the ri- the world of the rich and were scammers or con artists and stuff and some notable examples. And like reading through this, there's a continuing theme, which is like, it seems like if you're just a real good actor or bullshitter, if you can just like pretend to be rich. Yeah. Other rich people will just like let give you. you a bunch of money yeah. and let you do whatever because yeah. they're like, well, you hit too. Right. We all hit. You know how we hit. Here's some more stuff to hit with. Casanova kind of did fucking, that. And like, like uh, one example, she was a uh, hot shit this year because that Netflix show came out. Uh, Anna Delvey. Did you watch Inventing Anna? Shonda mm. Rhimes thing? No, but I heard Amber did. Of so course. Anna Delvey, her real name's Anna Sork, and she just pretended to be a German heiress, right? What? And told everybody she had a $66 million trust fund and all this shit. She, like, went to banks and said, hey, I'm going to invent the most high-end exclusive club. Like, we were talking about being in clubs or, like, those yeah. type of clubs, for, like Soho House and stuff. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to invent the most high-end exclusive one of those of all time. Also, I'm rich as fuck. And banks were just like, you want some money to do yeah, that? Yeah, here with? you go. Here's some money. It's like it was all just she was just making it all up, and she How stayed in faint. Dude, bank? she's not the only. There's a bunch of them. Like m- most so of like, these literally, people, like the banks didn't even go like, well, let me see your statements. No, or, I mean, no, they they did, but not as much as they should have. They also she like she forged documents. She got people to get on the phone and pretend to be. Yeah, I was her, about to say because getting alone over there, like she did that shit too. But right. what I mean is, like any all of it, if you like really looked into it, would fall apart because it wasn't right. legit. But I mean, yeah, she didn't literally just go in a room and just say, "I'm rich as fuck, give me money." She took some more effort and put more effort into it than that. I mean, clearly, because dude, getting alone, like. I'm a, I'm not uber rich or nothing, but I'm a fairly successful dude. Right. And it's hard for me to get alone. But I, I, the, all this shit makes me think that like, like, uh, counterintuitively, like the standards are lower. Right. At the higher levels. Yeah. Because it's like all rich people they're dealing with. It. That's me pulling that out of my ass. I'm just saying based on reading this, because like, yeah, if you pour and go get a loan, they're going to look into your shit. Of course. But so many people have been able to just 
just lie right about being rich and banks are like well you need to keep being rich here's some more money and then you you're are rich, rich so it's rich, not a lie anymore you're rich so you'll give us money back and that's money how banks do right yeah yeah money begets money what's that's her name how, again uh her real name is anna sorkin and so she's an she actress by anna, no 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 not literally the show's about this whole thing yeah but okay i, just, I said that these con art i just said if you're a real good actress meaning like as a con artist. Yeah, okay. Not yeah, like yeah. acting in plays and yeah, shit. Yeah, right, right, right. Like if you can pretend to be another person convincingly, but yeah. in real life. Just think about how, how good Daniel Day-Lewis would be at conning people. Right. Like he could right. He could do anything. So there was this, uh, there was this, there's another dude, Raffaella Falieri. Oh, Raffaella Falieri. Raffaella Falieri. Ah. Right. Who's uh, a spaghetti person, right? <laughs> Who uh, perpetrated What was the- his name again? Raffaella Ferrieri. Right. He uh, perpetrated the Vatican scandal. He convinced Bill Clinton and a bunch of other rich people into giving him millions of dollars Was to- Was this water, water, water? Uh, no, not white water, no. By giving him millions of dollars to buy Catholic churches up mm-hmm. from he convinced them I guess that and it's a little bit unclear to me but that the Vatican was going to sell Catholic churches in the US but they could still make money off of them so he's like we're going to buy these Vatican church we're going to buy these Catholic churches for penny, pennies on the dollar yeah. or whatever but none of that was ever true Wow, he just made up this whole like sales pitch that had nothing to do with the actual Vatican and got Bill Clinton and a bunch of other rich motherfuckers to give him like 50 million dollars also this is this is how smooth these motherfuckers are. When he was doing this, you know who his old lady was? You're never going to guess in, the 90s? in a million years. No, this was in the mid-2000s. Mid-2000s. Okay. His old How old? Not old at all. She was a young lady. His girl. Paris Hilton? Anne Hathaway. Get the fuck out of here. Anne Hathaway was his girlfriend at the time, and their relationship fell apart when he got found out. Yeah, no shit. But he was just taking so he all conned those, himself he in to get with her. Rich people. That's the thing with a lot of these people is like, there's clearly no real end game. Right. You know, because they take It's almost these, like they want to get caught. They take called. all these rich people's money, and they just spend it on boats and yeah. apartments and shit, which hits. Yeah. But it's also like- You're going to get caught. You're going to get And they yeah. do. They. I, I, but the thing is, I bet you there's so many people that ain't on these lists because they didn't. Exactly right. You don't know about them. Also, like, there's a thin line. Bernie Madoff ran for a long time. There's a thin line between these motherfuckers and just regular rich people who get away with it. Yeah, of course. Of course. Is it not a scam? Some of the shit people get rich off of. Goop. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. Huge scam. Right. It's a thin line. NFTs. Yeah. There's. Crypto. Right. Yeah. Yeah, All that shit. Yeah. Another dude, uh, Christoph Rokencourt. Uh, hey, spaghetti feller? No, he's a French feller. Mm. So how would you say that? Christophe Rocancourt. How would you say that in Christophe French? Christophe Rocancourt. Christophe Rocancourt. 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 He's a, he's a baguette person. Yeah, he's, he's a, bag- a baguette. He's a baguette person, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this dude did the same thing <laughs> as the last guy. He just conned people into giving him money. He had a bunch of different assumed identities. He, at one point, he ma- he was dating and married multiple different Playboy models. He taught Jean-Claude Van Damme into producing a movie that wasn't real. What? He, at one point, lived with Ricky or Mickey Rourke for free because he just convinced all these people that yeah, he, he hit. hit right. He never hit. And that's like the whole thing uh, for a lot of these people. This dude. We should look into that. Right. This dude, Joseph Weil, who was in the earlier part of the 20th century, again, he did the same thing. And his explanation for it was he said that, like, people don't under 
even though people say it, they don't understand that you can't get something for nothing. So it's like he would frame his cons in a way. It's like it's too good to be true. Yeah, right. Because it fucking was. It was, right. Yeah, But of like people want to believe that shit. So this dude con uh, fucking Mussolini out oh, of two shit. million dollars in like 1920s. How'd that work out right? for him afterwards? He died at the ripe old age of a hundred years old. Word, Mussolini ain't take his ass. Mussolini, no. famous. Uh, I guess he uh, waited. I guess man. he waited Mussolini out. There was this lady, Cassie Chadwick. She was Canadian, but then moved to America. Katie Chadwick. Cassie Chadwick. This was in the nineteen hundreds. Also, the early nineteen hundreds. She just made up a lie that she was Andrew Carnegie's illegitimate daughter, right? And so she would go to banks and just be like. She got her hands on some like fake uh, thing with his signature. It wasn't fake. She like went and toured his house and like stole a thing that yeah, had right. his signature on it or something, and used that to tell people it was like this is my daddy. Right. And uh, and so be- they were like, well, she's got access to immense wealth, so banks yeah, of course. just lend her money. She's like, she's good for it, but there wasn't any credit checks or nothing like and, that. And in their mind, I, I know. why wouldn't they? But why logically, if you're a bank. Why wouldn't your first red well, flag be, why do you need us if you've got Andrew Carnegie's she's money? she's a bastard daughter, but that doesn't, right. but it doesn't, you're still right. Yeah, right. If she's a bastard daughter, she's not going to, like, if she don't have access to it, why does she Are they still called you? bastards, too, if it's a woman? Uh, Sure, I guess. Yeah, I don't right. Know. Uh, But anyway. People did that with Anastasia, too. People pretended to be Anastasia for monetary gains. Right. And this shit would just work. Right. And then so there's a bunch of them like that. And I just think that's wild. Just like, again, if you're pretend to hit, if you're smooth enough, self-fulfilling prophecy, too, you can just you can just lie your way into people giving you millions of dollars. There's been a lot of examples of it. Right. Then the more like blatant schemes part of it obviously you mentioned Bertie Madoff Bertie Madoff had a very elaborate version of a Ponzi scheme Charles Ponzi the G. is the OG so the way that worked was in case you don't know he uh and again he sort of invented this style which this Ponzi scheme style gets reused by people all the time he uh he told everybody that they were investing in these like special type of stamps he was like here's the deal somebody buys a stamp in Italy and it's a return stamp so they 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 purchase the return postage right ahead of time. So they send it to somebody, and that person doesn't have to pay for their postage, right? It's paid for. He was like, "But if we take those return postages from other countries, we can use the exchange rate uh-huh. to sell them because you can go to the post office and sell them back, and the exchange rate will make them profitable. So it's like free money, right?" That's what he told people. And based on that, people, and he promised insane returns. He yeah. promised them like 250% 50, markup. 50% yeah. in uh, less than a month or yeah, whatever, right. right? So why wouldn't and, he do uh, it? And so people bought into it, and that was how he framed it. And then he would he would take that money, then he'd go to other people and make the same pitch, and they would sign up too. And he would take those people's money and pay, pay the first people. Robin Peter to pay Paul. Robin Peter to pay Paul. And then he did that on and on and on. And because people were getting a return back, right. it spread like wildfire. He was like the biggest shit in the fucking yeah, investment world in that point in New England in the 1910s or the early 1900s. There was lines around the block for people trying to give him their money. It was like, of he, course. he was the dude. And at a certain point, like newspapers of the time, it's wild that it took as long as it did, but somebody was like, William Randolph Hearst somebody, or something. Now, no, just more like investigative reporters were like, okay, but like, 
where them stamps ain't worth that. Th- right. Like people were like, I looked into it and there's only 20,000 of those type of stamps in circulation at any given time. And even if you sold every one of them for a profit, you wouldn't have one tenth of the amount of money he claims to have. Right. So this don't make any fucking sense. Right. Right. And again, it's wild. It took that long for people to notice it, but then it started unraveling and then the whole thing. Well, fell only apart. one group, only one group is going to get truly fucked. You know what I'm saying? Because right. like he did give some of these but, other people well, their but, money. But see, but what usually happened because the return was so good is usually they people, dumped it back in. They turned right around. They're like, I'll give you this to do even more of this. Right. And so it was kind of like they're almost robbing but Peter if you, to pay themselves but if you at were, a certain point. And right. then it all fell apart and nothing was there. But and, if you were smart enough to just do it to one time. Right. Then be like, I think I know what this is, but like, here you, know you what? go. Ponzi scheme's hit for me. Yeah, right. If yeah. you can get it on the ground floor and then fuck right off about it. Right. Like, I mean, so, dude, that's advocate is like that. Okay. Type. Well, so I, I was just about to do I was always just, accidentally no, do no, this no, to you. A, I'm I was sorry. just about to transition into the trash version of it, which I feel like the most uh, prevalent version of trash scams today are the advocares the fucking like the raps the, raps, the it works raps which is a hilarious name because like it don't it, work it, it, don't know. it's like literally saran wrap saran wrap you put around your body to make your fat go away and people buy into that it's just snake it oil. will dehydrate you right it's just snake oil but it's not just snake oil they're also like they're and i don't understand the difference i'm not smart enough to understand what makes them different but they're like they're just Ponzi schemes, but like in a way that it's okay to do. Yeah, right. Apparently. I don't get it either. Like everybody right. knows like, at this point that Advocare is that, but Drew Brees is their national spokesman. They have a fucking stadium, but like right. every, like obviously where I'm from, and I know you do too, I have, I know so many people that sold Advocare. Right. And every single one of them had this story of like no you don't no no you don't understand i know i know what you're thinking but like the guy that got me in on it he has a this and this and this it's like no he fucking don't or he does because you well, gave him a fuck ton of money well it's like that that joseph wheel guy or wild guy who was one of these con artists in the early 1900s again his whole thing was like the reason it's easy to be a con artist is because people want to believe you can get something for nothing it's why get rich get rich quick scheme still work. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Because like people just want to believe that. And it's the same thing with Advocare and all that shit today. I I guess maybe the difference is they do actually have products. They do. And you know what I mean? Frankly, so like, they're like good. With, like with Charles Ponzi, with Charles Ponzi, there was literally nothing there. Yeah, right. There was nothing behind yeah, it at that, all. That's true. So I guess that's what makes it like okay to do. Like that's why it's legal is because they do actually sell shit. Yeah, that's true. But it still operates pretty much the same way. Yeah, because the people aren't making the money off the products. They're making the money off of people signing, signing up, up for it. Because right. yeah, I mean like, dude, my wife still, well, maybe not anymore, but like we used to get some Advocare stuff like from somebody she knew that sold it, but then they were always trying to be like, y'all should sell this too. And Amber's like, I like the energy drink. Get the fuck out of my face with all that mm-hmm. shit. And it was like, they're, I'm not trying to promote Advocare, but like their actual energy supplement thing, fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like one of the best on the goddamn market. But every time they were just like, you know, you would actually get it for free if you just became a rep. And it's like, then what? I got to go to fucking people's houses and talk to them. Like, I can't, like, it's cringeworthy to me. Yeah. I get, I, I would be so embarrassed. No, no offense to anybody out there that fucking sells it, but kind of. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, everybody gets scammed on every end of the spectrum. Other poor people getting scammed, it is often seniors, which is very sad because they're not, because it's all, 
again, it's all they're all tech savvy now, and they know that seniors are the opposite of tech savvy. Right. So they make very easy targets, and people get ripped off all the time. And I feel like you know they was probably cavemen's fucking other cavemen's out of clubs oh, and yeah. shit. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like as long as there's humans, there's gonna be scams, and that's a goddamn shame. But just you know, keep your head on a swivel. I don't know what else to say. So that's it for scams. Comedy kind of feels like a scam sometimes. I don't know. I mean, we're, you know, we hit for people. That's true. We do hit for people. So let's keep hitting right after this. History of Professor Cho on the I've Done Forget. Di- Diana? Diana's death. Yeah. Okay. Diana's right. death. I got PP. Right after this. I got to scam my wiener out of some piss. Shoo-wee. It is cold out there, but you know where it ain't cold? Down near your weenie, baby. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life, and that's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. And, of course, by plate, you know, I mean the crotchal region of the one that you love, and that's where Blue Chew comes in. Trey, tell them all about Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead to get down or just be ready to get down whenever an opportunity comes up. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. That's the best part of the whole thing. It's done down there on the Internet there. So that means no more business to the doctor's office, no awkward wiener conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy running into your old football coach or none of that shit. Blue Chew's tablets are made right here in the U.S. of A., prepared and shipped direct to your door in a very discreet package. Cho, your wiener's a big fan. Oh, my wiener is a huge fan. More so my wife, though. I mean, I've told you many times, but the first time I ever used Blue Chew, I decided not to tell her, uh, but she had me figured out because after we got done doing the deed, she goes, what is going on right now? And I said, what you talking about? She goes, well, that ain't your dick. And she was right. Uh, it was my dick with the help of Blue Chew. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it comes time to perform, chew it and do it, have better sex, and we got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free, F-R-E-E, when you use the promo code P-O-A at checkout. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping for the rock-hardest wainer you've ever had in your life. That's BlueChew.com, promo code P-O-A, to receive your first month for free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information, and we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast and getting me a brand-new dick. Skew. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at savewithconrad.com. All right, Airheads, we're back. It's time once again for History of Professor Cho, this time on the subject of the death of Princess Diana. This sounds like it could be spicy. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going. Very spicy. But, uh, yeah, it's not the not a bland subject. So Princess Diana's death was a watershed moment is that that how mm-hmm. that term works like mm-hmm. a flash but like because i remember mm-hmm. i'm fairly a matter of fact let me look at the date real quick just to make sure that i'm 100 percent correct yeah it was uh, august 31st i'm pretty sure that when i heard the news it was during a tennessee football game 
Do you remember that being the case? No, dude, 9-11 is definitely a flashbulb memory for me. And I remember Princess Diana being all over the news and shit. But like the moment she died, it's funny because I remember where I was when Earnhardt died. Well, yeah, me too. Mexican uh, restaurant after church. I was at my buddy Rooney's place. and uh, But Diana, though, no, I don't. I'm sure most people do, but yeah, I don't. I remember. And the reason that I think it had to have been during a Tennessee game is because one of my dad's buddies was over at the house. And that's the only context in which he would be over at the house was to watch a Tennessee game. And I remember my mom like crying. You know, like my mom was crying and everybody and even the men there that weren't crying. I just remember it being such a fucking big deal. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking like even as a young kid, I was just like, do we oh, do we know her? Mm -hmm. And they were just like, no. And I was like, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? And then I was sort of clued into like you know, how important of a figure she was. And like, I like she was sort of like ubiquitous in our youth because we knew about her from her work with AIDS. You know, she did a lot of good stuff for AIDS. She did. She, no, she was a fucking AIDS. icon. People adored her. She was an absolute icon. The but where, world round. But where I come from, like, I remember it being... <sighs> People were really weird about her because there was that. It's kind of like how Megan gets treated now. I kind of see the same thing. Like everybody was super upset with Charles because he cheated on her. And like, how could you do that to the princess? But then like when she started dating Dodie Fayed, mm -hmm. who is the man that she ends up dying with, a lot of people were just like, look at her out here being a horror, you yeah. know? And uh -huh. I think that it's probably because he was a Muslim dude. Probably. Right? Which, yeah, that's pretty safe bet. Which, you know, we'll get. I don't know. They might have done a little bit of that either way, but I guarantee you that didn't, it didn't help. It didn't help. He is a sexy dude, and the guy who plays him, the guy who plays him in the new uh, season of The Crown, those two, like, her, him, and Diana are the two most anyone's ever looked like a fucking character in their entire life. Yeah. The one, the only one that takes me out of it is Dominic West is far too good looking to be Charles. Like mm -hmm. he is an absolute dapper Charles. Yeah, but I so, haven't fucked with the new, uh, uh, new season of The Crown. Yet. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. So, but I'll tell you this: it's obviously it's you know it's this season and the next one's going to be the last, and they're clearly setting you up for. The next season is going to be what we're talking about today, and I definitely think that it's going to hit. Um, but her and Charles had gone through a very, very nasty divorce because, as you see there, Charles wanted to be with Camilla, and Princess Diana had fooled around with a bunch of dudes. Like I think we may have even talked about it on the last episode. They that people said that like her 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 she had a revolving door yes, of suitors. We did talk about that, and, yeah. and a lot of people say that. Harry is not Charles's kid, and they show that that could explain the hair, right? Yes. Char well, Charles still has his hair, doesn't he? No, 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 no. You're thinking of William. No, no, no. William's the bald one. I, I know. You talking about the red hair? All, all I'm saying, I'm saying, I was pointing out in the last episode. I was like, it's kind of weird, right? That these two brothers, one yeah. of them's got this luxurious head of hair, and the other one's bald. And I know that's not impossible, but I'm saying if they're not. If they're not brothers, act, if they're not full brothers, right. if they're half brothers, then that would explain that. Also, where's the red hair coming from? Because like right. red hair is a very dominant. Like if you have red hair, your daddy or somebody in your family probably red hair. And like, I don't think any of the Spencers had fucking red hair. They were all blondes, and Charles's people were all brunettes. Like red hair don't just randomly happen. And this colonel that she used to bang, like 
it's known that they used to bang. It's not like and he had red hair. Yeah, he looks just like him. That's him. Oh, that's him. Yeah, 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 dude. Well, shit, bro. Dude, I'm saying like <laughs> it's almost, come on now. I'm saying like it's almost like come on now, right? So Ned she start figured this shit out. That's what I'm saying. So. So she starts uh, dating this guy named Dodie Fayed. Russ, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, my God. I, right? I've never seen this before. It's him, I, dude. That's There's crazy. Because back then, like, that's she crazy. was like, again, like, this. Now, I, I respected this because Charles and her seemingly had, like, an open marriage because she knew. Like, yeah, well, she knew that. He which, he loved Camille, didn't love her, whatever. And which, so I feel like, as far as I'm concerned, to me, that's totally fair. Agreed. In a, in a marriage like that, agreed. Y'all both fuck whoever you want to, and Look I don't have dude. a problem with it. Look at that, dude. That's wild. So, no, I agree. And so, like, a lot of people were like, oh, I'm Team Diana and stuff. But now, more that I look back on it, like, I'm not anti Diana, but I'm like, look, it's, it's, well, no, it's, uh, it's apparent that you knew the deal going in. Like, Charles would rather marry Camilla. He can't. Right. So he's going to marry you and you're going to be the queen. So her later pissiness when he turns out to not be a good, a great husband and doesn't really want to be there for her, it's like, yes, of course. Right. You knew the deal and you get to fuck all these other people and have kids with them and like nobody, you know, like whatever. But she starts dating Dodie Fayed. He's a Muslim and his dad is like this. Super hitting financier type dude. Dodie is getting into the movie business. That's where he wants to spend all his daddy's money is like financing movies. Russ, I would like you to look up uh, the movies that Dodie Fayed financed because I tried to click my thing and it wouldn't work. But he's like, start, he's wanting to be a, a a a movie mogul, but he you know he comes from money otherwise. And there's a lot of rumors that like when she starts dating a Muslim, the British royals. Are now those are just movies about him. He did Hook. He financed Hook. That's fucking I crazy. Know. I mean, obviously he didn't finance the Queen. Yeah, no, no, no. Of course, but but anyways, no, you're fine. So she she starts dating him, and it's a very very like they have sort of a super fast paced lifestyle like they're 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 photographed on boats all the time drinking champagne and everybody's like oh diana's really sowing her wild oats and it's rumored that the crown is like look we agreed to a divorce and we agreed that you could be separate or whatever but god damn it could you not just be in public with a muslim you're still you're still the queen or you're still you're still the mother to the future king for the love of god so one night, her and her and Dodie, like I said, in the early hours of uh, August thirty first, nineteen ninety seven, they were at like. So the, he did produce Hook, according to IMDb. He produced Chariots of Fire, pretty big movie. Hook. Oh, that's right, and, Chariots of Fire was and, his uh, first thing. I and think FX. Cool. I I remember FX was a cool movie. Yeah. So hey, he got a pretty good. He got a pretty good track record, as far you, as I'm concerned. You know that I agree. That's funny because when I was what I knew that he was this dude, but I was like, I bet you he was like financing some real stupid well, shit. But I like, agree. Yeah, but I no. do remember the show. They talked about Chariots of Fire, and I was like, I mean, hell, that one, they swept mm-hmm. the fucking Oscars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so she's that they're in a they're in like a restaurant in Paris one night, and the the paparazzi had already. I mean, dude, that is yeah. it, that's his that's his daddy. The paparazzi had already been like super on her ass, like she was, we know, like Michael Jordan famous m- more than that. Obviously, one of the most famous people on earth, and I think that at one point she had like out loud predicted like 
this is going to be the death of me. The, the paparazzi and all this. And I don't know if she meant like exactly in the way that it happened or if she meant that like I'm going to kill myself because of this. Because, you know, she was a very she was very vocal about depression and stuff like that, which now makes sense that like Harry has been more vocal about depression. So the paparazzi was always on her ass and they were out. Dude, to- that's got again. These people got everything made in the whole universe. And, and I get that. But like dealing with it. the real hitness thing is the people that are fully loaded and have the whole the whole world is their oyster but like magazines don't care about them right. because like i'm sorry that's a pretty large price to pay as I far agree. as i'm concerned no i feel bad Having for your them. whole private life completely compromised because you're being hounded at all hours of the day by these fucking vultures yeah taking pictures of you and your family and your kids and shit and it's like dude it's uh it's not it's right. It's fucked up. No, no again, yeah. like, yes, you have everything, but people still should have the right to pri- privacy a little bit. Like, you know, Eminem said, I can't even go to the, or excuse me, he said, uh, I can't, I can't take a shit in the bathroom with, without, without someone standing by it. Yeah. No, I won't sign you autograph. You can call me an asshole. I'm glad. Yeah, right. I am. Whatever you, you say, say I am. am. That song goes. Dude. Oh, it's, my God. It's, it's one of the most I hit, you don't hit At- songs of all time. Dude. Might be the number one. But no, I've always felt like, again, it's hard to feel bad. You don't want everyone to feel bad for royals and celebrities. But like, dog, that is the type of shit that makes people end up wanting to kill themselves. Or in this case, being followed so closely that you end up wrecking and dying. And I was going to get to this later, but I'll go ahead and talk about it since we're talking about the paparazzi. Whenever this happened, George Clooney like who was at the time on ER like mm-hmm. he was that he was just starting to be like George Clooney he came out and was like trashing the paparazzi and just talking about how like this, Diana was the first time that I was aware of the paparazzi what that meant. and what the Me paparazzi too. were Me too. yeah right Me too and because it was in France they were the actual paparazzi you know what no, I'm that's spaghetti stuff ain't it uh oh you're right paparazzi paparazzi, paparazzi. we take a picture yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Spread an eagle. We so so George Clooney came out and blasted him and was basically just like you know throw like pulling no punches like her death is on your hands. I don't give a shit if you're just doing your job or if that's how you feed your family. Figure out another fucking way to feed your family because this death is one hundred percent your fault. So what do you think? What do you think the aftermath of that was of Clooney doing that? Yeah. What do you think happened? I don't know. What the happened? paparazzi boycotted George Clooney and decided not to take his. We're like, we'll show him, and they wouldn't take his pictures and stuff. And he was like, "This is the greatest thing that's yeah, ever happened right, to me." Of course, like, yeah. But in their minds, it must be my birthday. In their minds, and there is a, there is a. You can look, argue it this way. They're like, no, we we make celebrities what they are. Like we're the ones that put them in there, and that's why they can, you know, get so so much money and stuff. So like, we're needed. And I guess to somebody like George Clooney is like, you fail to understand that I, I also hit. hit. I just hit. I hit. I'm on the hitness drama on network TV right. in the late 90s, I'm by the, the way. one of the best looking men in the world. Right. right. He was on must-see NBC TV. That's true. He had a small yeah, part on Roseanne. Yeah, but dude, ER, ER was fucking colossal. Yeah. The and, it was, and again, it was during that era. That was like the peak of network TV with fucking friends and Seinfeld, and then and he had the hitness drama on that. That was yeah. back when, like, dude, that every ep- every so episode of ER was getting like forty million viewers yeah, or something, and it's, like, it was a good show, like fucking Super Bowl numbers or whatever. Oh, I loved ER. Oh man, it was when awesome. What's her, when what's her face died, 
Yeah. Do you remember watching that episode? Yeah. Because this I was back. This was back when like That's you. It's a crazy. Yeah. No, Wiley, it was great. It's a crazy time where like people and and I, I don't want to sound like the old dude here, but like people don't understand. If you didn't watch it, you were fucked. You missed that. You were shit. fucked, right? Yeah. Which is right. why episodic. Which is why things were episodic. Right. Like that's they had to build that in. Like, what if you just start watching in the fourth season? You got to be able to pick up on this. But like, you, it was appointment television. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the paparazzi they boycotted George Clooney, thinking that that's really going to show him. Uh, but you know, a lot of people obviously blame the paparazzi, and I don't blame them. She was also, dude, this. I knew this, but I didn't know this. She was 36. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. It does sound about right, but I'm turning 35. Like, well, I I am 36. At the time this episode comes out, I will already have been 35. And like, I don't know, man. Like, that really puts that shit into perspective for me. I think that about dead famous people all the time. Like, all the fucking rock stars and people who were 27 or whatever. Like, people that died young, but they either had been dead when we were kids or died when we were kids. So, Chris Farley. How old was he? 33. 33. Yeah. Three years younger than me. Yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. Like, it's wild. How is that possible? Right. But so anyways, they were her and Dodie Fayed were at a French restaurant and the paparazzi was on their ass. They wouldn't even let them like, you know, eat their meal in peace. And so they decided they were like, hey, we're going to sneak out the back door and get the fuck out of here. Right. And they 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 end up driving and their their driver who they had hired for the night or maybe he was just always their driver. He was like at the bar, I think, with them or in it or in his car. And he had been drinking. Like, I'm I'm sure that you knew this, right? Like, when they did the toxicology report on him, like, he had alcohol in his system, antipsychotics in his system, all other sorts of drugs. The guy driving the car that night? The guy driving the car that night. Yeah, I I do feel like I had to have known that at some point. Now, I'm pretty sure that the amounts that he had in him were like, well, they were like, well, that that alone wouldn't be enough for what had happened. But they go under, like, they go into, like, this... Uh, underpass or whatever, where which is kind of like the French Autobahn or something, where like you're allowed to go as fast as you want. But while they're while they're there, like the paparazzi on these motorcycles are going just as fast as them. They're literally surrounding the fucking car, taking pictures the entire time. And this guy, you know, tries to duck and dodge out of the situation, which I, I feel like I would have been like, all right, just listen, just drive. Let them take their goddamn pictures. Let's not do anything fucking crazy. Uh, but we all know that that's not what happened. He, They clip a white Fiat, uh, and he loses control of the car. So there was a lot of people in the paparazzi that actually rushed to help when this happened. Like, they, they it happened, and they were like, oh, fuck. So they're in there trying to help. But there was a greater number of them who were just taking pictures in there of, of like, course, yeah. like, of course they were like, if you couldn't be any more gross. And so there were reports, uh, like she, that nobody had their seatbelt on. They're going like 90 something fucking miles. They're go- well, they were going at an estimated speed of, well, it was only 65 miles an hour. I read the 105 kilometers that, that, it, I cannot believe that fancy that fancy people in the late nineties weren't wearing seatbelts, and I'm not joking. Seriously, about that. it's like that should be like, I, that's I, the I rule. Had, I have fucking red. I knew rednecks even today. Rednecks wear seatbelts, but I can remember when I was younger. Rednecks being, like, I ain't wearing no goddamn seatbelt. Yeah, I ain't a fucking pussy. Right. But I thought that like I thought that by that time, people. You know, we're just like, what, what's the who, risk reward here? I thought that people, fancy people especially, I would have thought. 
were wearing seat belts by that point. In I've time. never understood people who really think it's so dumb. And you know, not to get political, but it's a lot of people that thought the mask was a bit too much. But like, it's even less than that. Like, right. I get it. The mask puffs up your glasses, but like this put you barely even feel it. And again, what is the risk? <laughs> what is the risk they, reward dude, I here? Know, I know some of them used to like. They would like tell themselves they were like they're like, Well, I'd rather be out of the I don't want to be in the crumpled up burning car. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if I wreck, I'll get thrown out. Yeah. I'll land on my feet, I'll hit, you know, whatever. Like I don't want to be once, stuck inside this thing because it's burning up and it's like that <laughs> Dude, once every two years there's a wreck where they say, actually if they hadn't been wearing their seatbelt, they might have been better and they use that as like see? Right. And it's like, but how so many dumb. how many times almost every time someone's every time. in a wreck, they go, right. if they'd have been wearing their seatbelt, they'd have been fine. Yeah. You know, like we just buried a friend. Like they were like, mm, wearing the seatbelt. I remember when I fine. was in school, they sent this like motivational speaker who was a long time highway patrolman. And his whole thing was he said that he'd, uh, and you know, he obviously could have been lying, but he said he'd never once unbuckled a dead body. Right. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's stupid. It's so stupid. And I just didn't think, I didn't think that rich people who hit were still being that stupid at that point in no time. i agree and i mean i know they were all especially tipsy like and they were leaving well, in yeah, a but hurry you're in a, but you're in a like this is an intense situation of course like dude Buckle if i was in up. if i was in the back of a car and shit was starting to go down like we're first being, thing i'm doing i mean i would be buckled up anyway but if i wasn't and shit started to go down and i'm being pursued by people yeah. and we're speeding up and it's like a high speed like buckle up yeah how the fuck do you not buckle up? the way that she was the way that she was injured too like specifically on one side of her ribs they said means that she was most likely turned sideways in the car i guess like looking out the window going fuck y'all you know or whatever uh but so the like i said a lot of people are on the scene some people are trying to help some people are being gross and taking pictures and they report that the whole time because she was still conscious like it didn't kill her on impact she ended up going to cardiac into cardiac arrest at the hospital later but they're on top of her and and they report that the whole time she was just whispering oh my god 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 and then finally uh leave me alone because that people just kept Mm -hmm. i mean like dude imagine you're sitting there internally bleeding and people were like small for the camera dog oh yeah right yeah yeah no i get it yeah so after being sedated and removed from the car at one in the morning, she went into cardiac arrest and uh, that's died and and died. And Dodie was in the uh, left rear passenger seat. He was pronounced dead at the scene. So it got him immediately. Uh, so, of course, it, it's you can't. It, so many people gave a fuck about this. Like this was such a huge moment. There were. 2.5 how many people well i've already almost said it. how many people you think watch the funeral 2.5 billion billion holy shit 2.5 billion uh people there was like 30 and 30 31.5 million of those were in britain so this is like a worldwide thing it was broadcast to 200 countries in 44 languages uh a, a lot of people didn't know that she was actually going to get a royal funeral though because she'd already had her royal highness status you know taken from her uh there was there was flowers outside that were not only was it like everywhere they were five feet deep of flowers like just flowers on top of flowers flowers on on flowers flowers on flowers on flowers flowers. so there is this is another statistic that is 
uh, crazy. During the four weeks following her funeral, the suicide rate in England and Wales rose by 17%. Jesus. And self-harm was up by 44%. I assume because, A, people were sad about it, and B, she was like their hope for... Like, yeah. she's the one that talks about this, and now that she's not here to stand up for me, like... Right, yeah. In San Francisco, around 14,000 people marched through the city uh, during her funeral to honor her uh, AIDS work. And uh, a little funnier reception here, Oasis band leader Noah Gallagher... Noel Gallagher... Oh, God, what did he do? ...responded to the reaction with, the woman's dead. Shut up. Get over it. That's a very Noel Such Gallagher thing. That dude, that's like you very could just, Raven. You could just not say that anything. That was his whole thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Most everything he's ever done has been like, you. what you could have said was nothing. Yeah, for sure. Um, we all know that, obviously, uh, Elton John then repurposed his classic, uh, 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 oh, my God, Candle in the Wind, which was originally about hey, Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. He repurposed it, which uh, I get because it's like, hey, I've got two days to write this song. Mm-hmm. Bit lazy. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, couldn't have done nothing original for Dying. Well, what's funny, like, dude, I was a kid at the time, but like, it, to me, I just, I associate that with her now. Me too. The first well, time so I, I ever heard it was for right, her. Well, and so then I'm I heard saying, the other like, one. I feel like it played. Hey, dude, <laughs> I was joking. I mean? right. I, dude. <laughs> It's a ama- like, dude, it's a ama- because like also too, they were like bros. Like yeah, they right. were super yeah. good friends. So like yeah. it's a bit different. Like if you died and I had to give your eulogy, me keeping You can't it, do a new hour. That that's exactly <laughs> There's me, some of your old shit. Me just keeping it together yeah. is impressive. Right. right. And like I haven't really thought about that until now, but like I don't know how he felt about it, but like he definitely made a lot of money off of her death. Like that song was number one on the charts. Did he get paid for that? Like, I, surely it's his fucking song. Yeah, I don't know. He I, might have given I, it. I, I bet he gave it to AIDS. her foundation or something like I bet, that. Yeah, right. I bet, I bet he gave it to AIDS. So there was because I feel like. That would be sort of a bad look if he made a hundred million dollars off that song. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know? Surely. Yeah. No, surely he gave it to. So there was a lot of inquests uh, after her death. Uh, there were like 20. Some notable ones were that they, you know, when they make an inquest, it's like trying to like indict somebody on charges of like, it, it was your, your your fault for this death. So it was uh, whether the actions of the paparazzi caused or contributed to the collision. It's like, yeah, fucking dumb. Uh, duh. Whose decision it was that Diana and Dodie Al-Fayed should leave from the rear entrance of the Ritz. And why was this drunk dude driving the fucking car? Uh, the explanation for apparently their driver had around this time mysteriously a bunch of money uh, uh, put into his account, mm-hmm. which is like feeding a lot of conspiracies of like the British royal family and MI6 because yeah. he didn't die. So what was it? the driver didn't die? the driver did not die. And a lot of people say like. If you are intoxicated, often you don't die. Right. Because so many people die from tensing up. Exactly. But if yeah. you're just loose, like you're actually in a good situation. So there's so spec- many people thinking about like, if I'm going to wreck anyway, I might as well, well be, be drunk. fucked up. Yeah. Matter of fact, it would be irresponsible for me to drive not drunk tonight. So there, what if I got hit while not drunk? That wouldn't be it. So there is, con- <laughs> there is conspiracies that is like he got paid by the royal family 
to just wreck them. And I guess yeah, risk, there's conspiracies out the butt for this whole thing. Yeah, right? and, and risk his life. They also made inquiries into the fact whether she was pregnant, whether Diana and Dodie yeah. Al-Fayed were about to announce their engagement. Right, there's all right, these right. things that contribute to uh, a pharmaceutical company now. Dodie, who does? The driver, right? Oh, the driver. Yeah, that the driver's now head of security for a pharmaceutical company. That's that's funny. There also was like, apparently we're going to have to get somebody in the world of evil, right? Yeah. Like, like we uh, if we got we got head of security for a big pharma company. It's going to have to be somebody who already don't hit in the public's eyes. Did so you we find right there was uh there was also conspiracy theories about the fact that apparently some correspondence from diana and prince philip had been destroyed right after she died and prince philip and diana always had sort of a special relationship because they they filled the same role right because it's like hey we're outsiders who we have to stick together you know, our entire job is this person. Mm-hmm. This person is the job. Me and you aren't blood. Well, actually, Philip, they they were all blood. But like we're we're outsiders in this, so we have to stick together. So like, who knows what was in those correspondences? Why they wanted them hidden? Yada yada yada. All that shit. Obviously, like I said, the main conspiracy theory is that. The Queen mm-hmm. not wanting her did nine eleven. That the Queen did did yeah. Diana nine eleven. Yeah, Dodi Fayed nine eleven, and they set up this whole thing, which there's a wonderful uh uh, who's the sketch by Mitchell and Webb. Mitchell and Webb, y'all go look it up. There's a wonderful Mitchell and Webb about like what it would have taken for that conspiracy to take place and how fucking insane it is. Well, yeah, it's just a general conspiracy theory sketch, but it's one of my favorite sketches of all time. Yeah, Mitchell and Webb, it's fucking great. And even though uh, the charges were dropped in 2002, nine photographers actually were charged with manslaughter for this. No you know, shit, I didn't remember that either. I, I didn't either. So, but nine, they were charged. Now the fr- the France's highest court uh, threw it out, but they were charged with manslaughter. And then, uh, you know, still to this day, we see the ramifications of all this. And when you go back uh, and you think about like a butterfly flapping its wings, you have to go, man. If Edward didn't abdicate, mm-hmm. she's still alive. We don't know who she is, but she's still fucking alive, right? So, obviously, you had the Elton John, you had uh, the Beanie Babies were really having a moment, and they had their, we still have it, the Princess Die, oh, England's yeah. Rose, I remember Beanie that. Baby, because yeah. everybody was that like, was that's going to be the most expensive exactly. one. People were like, that's going right? to be worth $3 million yeah. someday. Ain't yeah. worth shit. Hell no. But the, uh, you know, obviously, the effects of this are still felt today with her kids, and they have a, a different relationship with their father because of this. They have a different relation with the paparazzi because of this. And uh, she was seemingly a pretty sweet woman who did a lot of good. And frankly, uh, if I didn't deserve to be killed by the queen, didn't deserve to be killed by the queen (laughs) or the paparazzi, either way, whichever one it was, I think it's impossible to not blame the paparazzi. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for them. And, and And it's just sick. And those people should be hung, drawed and quartered and fucking killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't hit. They don't hit. Uh, but Princess Diana seemed to hit, and that's her wreck and how it happened. Okay, hits for me. Thank well, you. it. Well, I yeah, mean, me talking you know, about it. Yeah, here. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't hit that she died. All right, we got clearing airs coming up next. Y'all make sure to like, like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell your mom and them what I forget, Joe. Anything? Uh, I think that was it. 
Okay. And yeah, hit the five stars and all that good stuff. We sure would appreciate you. Hit the five stars. All right. Enjoy clearing the airs. Love you. Well, it seems we're having some technical difficulties, y'all, as we start clearing the airs. I think I've got a microphone problem, for which I apologize. So I'm going to try to keep my uh, yapping to a minimum in this here segment because I'm self-conscious about how it's going to sound. The only way to get him to shut up is just absolutely turn the mic off. That works. I dig mm-hmm. it. Well, we had this is a great episode, Trey. You talked about schemes and scamming, and mm-hmm. I, of course, talked about uh, the death of Princess Diana, which uh, in the is actually you know having a moment in the news right now, just because you know Harry's all over the place, reliving his trauma on a daily basis. So just to let everybody know, once we get caught up on the old episodes that Russ made and we get done with those, we are definitely going to jump head first, at least uh, from my my uh, segments and stuff on the Prince Harry stuff, all the Meghan Markle stuff, because I'm living for the drama. I'm reading the book, The Spare, right now. I'm not telling you it's a good book. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, my God, Harry's such a great writer. I'm telling you that. As someone with a flair for drama, I am super enjoying the tea that is being spilled by Harry. It's great, and I can't wait to talk about it. But, hey, let's not talk about Harry. Let's talk about all y'all. Let's get to some airmail. What do you say, Trey? Yeah, that hits for me. Okay. This is from, you know what? I'm going to wait till say their name until the end in case in the middle of it they tell me not to. Uh, <laughs> subject line, my country queer drag king partner performed sold. John Michael Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all. longtime listener and big fan of the show. I saw y'all perform stand-up in Orange County, California back around 2015. No, you did not. And I've been listening to and watching all your podcasts slash videos over the past few years. Drew's, too. A little background on me. I was born and partially raised in rural Arkansas. I moved around the country a lot and now I've settled on the West Coast. And so while I can't call myself a Southerner, that's where my roots are. I got gay married during the pandemic to a lovely self-proclaimed country queer from probably the reddest part of Northern California out there. She's white, I'm black, and we're both liberal as fuck. Now, she and I don't always agree on what's funny, so she's not regularly listening, liking, or subscribing, but I occasionally play clips for her, and hearing y'all argue about squirrels or discuss how we don't use leeches for sucking out the don't hits (laughs) are are definitely some of her favorites. Where y'all usually align with her more so than me is with country music. Just caught up on the most recent episode of Putting On Airs and had to pause it halfway through to write this email. I usually play the episodes in my home office while I'm working, and typically if I hear something particularly funny, I'll immediately go play the clip for my partner if she's home. Uh, And when y'all started singing that John Michael Montgomery sold song, whoo boy, the redneck came up out of her real quick, LOL. But the best part is she's actually a drag king and turns out performed the song in a clip for her Instagram. So that's it. I just wanted to let y'all know all that. And I'm happy to witness where the Venn diagram of redneck shit overlap for everyone. I think I'll go play a bunch of old Bubba shot the podcast episodes for her. She has yet to listen. But whenever I ask her if she knows the song, she usually just starts singing. That's all I got for now. Take care. Love y'all and hope to catch a live show again sometime soon. By the way, they have uh, shared the link to her singing sold and I'm going to send that to you after this. And, and if I'm allowed, splice it in here. So that's wonderful. Thank you. Kenda. Hits. Uh, 
Real just, short, just for the record, here. Kendra, yeah, and it's and it's okay. But uh, I was in Orange County like two months ago. But that's all right. That's fine. You know, we'll be back. In the, back <laughs> and in as the I said, uh, when I said that you didn't see us there, I only meant in 2015 because we weren't right. there in 2015. It was 2016 when you saw us. Uh, mm-hmm. Quick email here from longtime listener Phoenix Hauser. Subject line: More duets, please. Body that was kind of fire. All right, hits. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, you got another one here. This is from our friend Liz. Hi, fellas. Thanks for all the fun. I just finished watching the episode where you discussed and ultimately rejected the idea of having Corey stuffed after he died to keep him around because of how impractical it would be and how bad it would turn out. No lie. Not one day earlier, I had read an article article about a man who missed his wife so much. He had a real doll made in her image. All I could think about was Corey commissioning a replica of himself late one night to be sent to Trey once it was complete without mentioning it to him once. Then forgetting about it until he got a call nine months later, Trey unknowingly unboxed the faux show in front of his kids. <laughs> could not stop laughing. Anyways, I had an idea for you that encompasses both segments. For Trey, the overlap of health fads. For Corey, the strange history of Dr. Kellogg's sanitarium. You can start both projects by watching The Road to Wellville. Thanks for all the laughs. Liz in Cincinnati. Well, that is that. That is wonderful. That is wonderful, Liz. I think health that fads. we will uh, stop. I think we'll stop there because we can't top me getting stuffed. I don't believe so. Yeah, put that in your in your notes. Health fast, that's a thing. I'm that's putting a thing. it in there right now. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. And and I wouldn't consider the Kellogg guy uh, fancy. I don't guess, but it is. I do. Yeah, he's wanted to make cornflakes because of jacking off. Right? Jacking off. Yeah, you yeah. eat these and you won't jack off. Give them to your kids. Yeah. Well, if yeah. we're going to get into it later, let's save it, I guess, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, once yeah, we get going right. on cereal and jacking off, you <laughs> jacking know, off. be here all day. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for liking, downloading, subscribing, telling all your friends. we got some great stuff coming to you here in the next couple of weeks. We're finishing out the Russ episodes, but uh, we've got a new producer coming in, and I know good and well he's going to be a dandy. We'll introduce him to you later, but until then, stay fancy. Yeah.